What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to The Wreck. This is a rapid reaction to the MLB wildcard games finally being done. The Diamondbacks got past the Rockies tonight. Obviously, the night before, the Yankees got past the Twins. With me right now, from the change of our weekly MLB wrap-up show, Steve, you're welcome back, bro. Hey, what's up, my man? What's up? Yo, so I know uh, the Yankees game was lit. The Yankees versus Twins game was lit. But we definitely have to talk about the Diamondbacks versus uh, the Rockies. And, uh... I mean, we saw a similar quick start that we saw yesterday to the game today. I mean, like, how impressed were you by the, the by the Diamondbacks right now? And does this affect how much you see them having a chance of making some noise in the ALDS? I mean, to me, this this pretty much came down to both teams being who they pretty much were. Um, they're high high scoring offenses. And today was evident. I mean, you got 19 runs. You got 30 hits in total. And you're starting to see the transition from the starting pitching uh, type of game to the rotation, to the bullpen, and a home run long long ball game. And you're going to see a historic postseason. You definitely are. Um, it's crazy because all four starters in these wild card games have only lasted seven and a third of an inning. And that's just bananas to think, especially from what we've pretty much been dealing with in the past with how deep an ace can get you. And you would think at least Zach Greinke can get get you a little bit deeper. But you saw when the tie started to turn and he allowed those four runs, they had no problems turning to their bullpen because that's the type of game we're getting to. Yeah, uh, just to be clear, Zach Greinke only lasted three and two-thirds innings. As you said before, I mean, Irvin Santana and uh, Severino did not last long at all in the wildcard games. Um, I mean, I, I guess to me, how long the, the starting pitchers lasted spoke to why these four teams were wildcard teams in the first place, no? Yeah, for the most part, because everybody else has a pretty – legitimate ace as compared to everybody else i mean granted severino is probably a top three pitcher in the al without a doubt in my opinion but he showed you his age and he was definitely shook (laughs) you saw it he was scared and when he got pulled it looked like he was ready to cry in that dugout um that just comes down to to teams being able to capitalize capitalize on what's going on right now and it's really going to come down to hitting and being able to have a strong bullpen the, the bullpen is literally it, and you saw it today with the Rockies. I mean, the bullpen pretty much let them down as well. Um, they both there was literally two two out uh, two run triples, and that pretty much gave the Diamondbacks the victory. You say, yeah, exactly, and uh, and and that and and Chase Field especially. We always know that that that's a danger. <laughs> that's the yes, only time sir. you can see you can see you can have a stat like that. Um, uh, just a reminder for everybody on Luis Severino, twenty three years old, like Aaron Judge. It didn't even have, it didn't even look like a certainty that he would be on the opening day roster uh, when we were looking at at both of those players in spring training. Um, the Diamondbacks now, after having this win against Colorado, will have Game One of the ALDS against the LA Dodgers on Friday, I believe. So we all know that the Dodgers have a, had a historic reason as a reason season, despite that skid that they had during the summer, how much of a chance do you, do you give them an upset right there? Of an upset? None. I mean, I'll probably <laughs> give them a, I'll probably give them a 5% chance. So, so you're consistent too. about this. Cause you said you did say this on, on the weekly review uh, earlier this week. Yeah, yeah. The Dodgers are definitely my, my team to go all the way to, to the chip. Um, 
and like I told you guys before, I think the AL is going to be the, the, the side to take it this year. I, I just don't see them getting over the hump, but I really don't see anybody for the Dodgers that'll give them as much trouble of pushing them to the brink, honestly. I, I mean, I, at least not until the next round. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the wildcard game yesterday. Yankees versus Twins. Obviously, uh, another, like, seesaw type, type of game. One thing that you were wrong on is obviously Luis Severino. <laughs> he only lasted one-third of an inning. Has, get this, his career uh, postseason ERA now, obviously because yesterday was his first start, is 81. <laughs> uh, I mean, how do you feel now about right. the Yankees? First off, let's just talk about the uh, about the game. Because even though it looked like the Yankees were heading towards basically a dumpster fire in the first inning, is it really all that surprising that they turned around and scored runs in, in in Yankee Stadium like that? Look, first things first, because I am the biggest Joe Girardi abuser. <laughs> I have to give him his credit. It, exactly. it, it's, it, he he managed the hell of a game yesterday, and he pulled out Sevy right when he needed to. He knew that he has practically the best bullpen in the game right now, and they proved it to him. Uh, they... <laughs> They pitched 8.2 innings, 8 innings and and 2 thirds. They allowed only 5 hits, 1 earned run, and struck out 13. That's domination. But to me, the biggest key is the middle of the lineup. The middle of the lineup, like you said, especially playing at home, is definitely a huge key for the Yankees, especially because they're actually the team with the biggest run differential aside from the Indians that is in the playoffs at the moment. And also you got uh, a top, I think they're a top, yeah, they are a top three uh, team that hits home runs. Um, It's going to be huge. And the Yankees definitely have the formula to go deep into October. And yesterday showed you that um, a group of young kids that even though they went down 3-0, many of them, this was their first postseason showing and they showed up. And it's a nice mix with the veterans, and uh, it, it looks really bright for the Yankees. But obviously, they have a tough opponent coming up. Yeah, I was about to say just to reiterate what you were saying about the Yankees bullpen. Uh, the stats yesterday: eight and two in, inning, uh, to eight and two thirds innings pitched, just one on run, uh, thirteen strikeouts. David Robinson was obviously the star man out of that, but the last pitch by Raldis Chapman hit one oh four uh, miles per hour on the gun. So, I mean. That's just that's just crazy. What do you do? Stuff. What do you do? Exactly. So now we're looking at Yankees game one in the ALDS versus the Cle- Cleveland Indians. Uh, they're throwing out Trevor Bauer in game one. Can we just? I just want to get your thoughts on it being uh, Bauer going out in the first game and not Kluber. Uh, for game five purposes, if necessary, because um, then you don't want to rest them too long, and obviously, if you pitch them game one. There's four games in between, and you'll probably have to throw them out there for game four because um, they're going with Bauer, Kluber, and uh, Carrasco. So they're definitely going to – I mean, and they also got Salazar, but, I mean, they're going to go with the three-headed uh, matchup right there. But that that's pretty much what they wanted to do, especially because Carrasco is a beast on the road, and Kluber, no matter what, his numbers are, are insane. But I, I was kind of – thrown off a little bit about um, Bauer going one because game one is important, especially because it looks like game two is in the bag for the Indians. And interesting nugget about game three. 
Tanaka. So he's the hugest talk right now regarding the Yankee rotation, right? Masahiro Tanaka has the lowest home ERA since the All-Star break at 1.29. And that's Joe Girardi being Joe Girardi. So I'm going to – he proved me totally wrong yesterday. And I'm definitely – I'm buying in, in into – into Joe Girardi right now. I think I think that like I said in the beginning of the year, this is a team built for him. And this is a team that has a lot more talent and is a lot more better than that of uh, uh, Mar- uh Marlins team that he had back in the day. So I do expect them to get, get a little bit deeper and this team just shows grit. Um they really do. It's it's fun to watch and obviously as a fan seeing all the baby bombers doing their thing is, is pretty refreshing. I mean, you mentioned game two. Uh, we now know today officially that uh, CC Sabathia is named as the game two starter. Of, yep. uh, starter um, back in at, at the team where he basically made his name. I mean, you, it sounds like you're saying that that's a formality that the Indians are going to win. I mean, can you really be confident facing the Indians with Kluber after potentially losing game one at home? I mean, I don't know, man. The guy, he, all right, so there's only one guy ahead of Tanaka with that ERA at home since the All-Star break, and guess who it is? I'm guessing Kluber. Kluber at .99 ERA. Tanaka's at 1.29, and Kluber's better than him by .3. So the guy's going to get the job done. I mean, he's a professional pitcher. He's going to go out there, get you the necessary innings, probably preserve your bullpen for your other starters, especially because – Probably Bauer is going to be coming in, coming out early. So I, I mean, it's all it's it's going to be funny because it's going to be practically Kluber against our bullpen, and that's going to be pretty much the matchup because this is pretty pretty much a battle of the top two best bullpens right now. Yeah. So let's move on to the other ALDS. We have. Houston Astros versus Red Sox, which I think is actually the best series of the opening round of matchups. And there was a a really interesting article in the Wall Street Journal this week recalling how Sports Illustrated made this prediction on one of its 2014 covers that the Astros would be the 27 World Series champs because they were looking at the track that the organization was on and the young talents that they have, and now they're here. Um, I mean... I guess the the basic question to ask you is that who do you have in this series? Because Red Sox look like they were a shoe-in favorite to be the best team in baseball before the season started. But like we like I I said uh, uh, regarding you know the Astros and their progression up to this point, they have been building up for this for a long time. Yeah, absolutely, and they they did it the right way. They built the foundation, and here they are, um, being one of the favorites also. And it's it's gonna be fun to watch because just just having uh, Verlander and Dallas Keiko being your one-two punch that that just says enough. And I just don't see Boston having enough as far as from the starting rotation because we've said this in the in the previous pods as well. I mean, after Chris Sale, there's not really anybody that you really have to worry about on that starting rotation. And at that point, are we really that worried about Boston's bullpen being able to hold the game if necessary? I'm not too sure about that. I mean, they do have some arms in there, but it's not something that's really, you know, intimidating at this point, especially in October. Um, And top to bottom, that lineup 
for for the Astros is just ridiculous, and they have a lot of lefties and switch hit, switch hitters. And Boston only has about I think they only have like three lefties on their their September uh, October roster. And the other matchup uh, in the National League, the Washington Nationals versus the Chicago Cubs. And obviously the the Cubs are the the reigning champs. It didn't look like they were going to make the postseason earlier in the season, but they got there in the end with their ninety two wins. I guess the questions for the Nationals now is that. You know, if you're not winning a pennant at this point or challenging for a pennant at, at this point, then win. It's, it's, to me, this is actually going to be the most fun series of this round, in my opinion. Um, I think this definitely goes the distance. It goes five. And I think the Cubs come out. And it's it's unfortunate for me to think that way because every year we we they open up as one of the early season favorites. And every October, here we are still with question marks we still aren't sh- sure that you know they can be that team to get over the hump and i feel like that's a reoccurring theme with the nl as well especially with those those flashy big name big cl- uh, club type of teams especially being the dodgers and the nationals i right. feel like this is becoming a reoccurring thing with them and until i i, I feel like as until i see it that's when i'm pretty much going to buy in and I, I don't know. I just feel like some way, somehow, the Nationals are going to find a way to blow these games. And they are facing a couple of injuries, some key injuries. And it's going to be fun to see. But they get Bryce back, and that's huge. I think this is going to be the deciding factor of Bryce's decision to either go to Chicago or New York. Right. So since we have one minute left, I got to ask you one question. So in October, we usually see some players come out of nowhere and be like heavy hitters, like literally. Um, I mean, obviously, one one obvious example we could bring out is Dan, Dan Murphy in 2015. Is there somebody that you think could just come out of nowhere and like surprise us with uh, uh, just a great hitting uh, a streak from any of the teams? Yeah, and I'm gonna be a homer, but <laughs> I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say it because the guy has gone totally under the radar. He missed also six weeks to begin the year, and he still has amazing numbers and is pretty much underrated at this point defensively and offensively. But I'm going to go with Didi. Um, Didi is just having – in the last month and a half, he's just been having great at bat after great at bat, and he's showing you that pop that that porch is going to do him favors. And he's not only power. He, will, he hits for average, and he will get on base. Um, defensively, you're just going to see him do the plays that Yankee fans pretty much grew accustomed to this year. And to the to the casual fan, it's going to look like an amazing play, but it's one of those routine plays for him at this point. Um, I like to pretty much compare him as a sh- the the Robinson Cano of the shortstop position. He just he's so fluid with everything, and he's right. so nonchalant about how he plays that position, and it's great. Um, I, I think he's definitely going to get on a tear and I think he's definitely going to be a huge key in this series especially because they'll probably bat him clean up as they did in the wild card right so I mean we already know that Didi got to off to a great start hit the tying home run in the bottom of the, the first uh, on Tuesday night and I called that by the way yeah I mean Abdullah was sitting here watching the, the game with me call it, calling it as well yo we'll see ALDS starts tomorrow uh, Yankees versus Cleveland. Hold on, hold on, Joe. Before we let you go, who, oh, yeah. what's your prediction? What's your prediction for the World Series? Let me know, man. I mean, the only the, the only prediction I felt confident in making is that the that this is the Dodgers' year to get to the World Series. Um, 
And and AL, I try to stay out of that because obviously, you know what I'm saying I'm biased. Come on. <laughs> I'm biased right there. But I mean, the the, the Dodgers should, should make it this year. Like it's kind of you know it's crazy. It's kind of the same question as the as the Nationals. Like if not now, then when? It, it wasn't yep. when Manny Ramirez was there. It's not any of the like. Come on. Like if not now, then when? But uh, we'll see. Like I said, this is this is a this is a great field. I would say. And it's going to be a historic postseason, so everybody just enjoy this. This right. is definitely a, a historic season all in all, not just now in October. Right, and this is definitely not the last time we talk about it. Steve, thanks for that, and I'm saying we'll hear more about it on the changeup. For now, this has been The Wreck. You stay up. Hey, everybody. If you like what you hear so far and want to hear more from The Wreck, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Running Wreck to check out more of our shows.